0: Thomas Jefferson, History Stories Collection The author of the Declaration of Independence was born in 1743 near Charlottesville, Virginia. Like most other Virginia boys, Thomas Jefferson lived on a large plantation and spent much time in hunting, fishing, and horseback riding. While yet a boy, and throughout his long life, Jefferson loved books and studied hard every subject that came before his mind. When seventeen years old, he rode away to Williamsburg to attend the College of William and Mary, the second oldest college in America. Although Williamsburg was the capital of the largest and oldest of all the colonies, it had scarcely more than two hundred houses, and not more than a thousand people. But it was a wonderful town in Jefferson's eyes, although it had but one main street. The Capitol stood at one end of the street and the college at the other. It was the first town Thomas Jefferson had ever seen. At the opening of the House of Burgesses, Jefferson saw the best people in the old colony come pouring in. The planters came in fine coaches drawn by beautiful horses. The wives and daughters came to attend the governor's reception and to enjoy meeting their old friends. Jefferson became acquainted with the great men of his colony, and with many young men who were to be the future leaders in America. Here he met Patrick Henry, a student in a law office. Jefferson liked the fun-making Henry, and the two young men enjoyed many happy hours together playing their violins. After his graduation, Jefferson remained in his old college town to study law in the office of one of Virginia's ablest lawyers. Henry often lodged in Jefferson's rooms when he came to attend the meetings of the Burgesses. When Henry made his stirring speech against the Stamp Act, Jefferson stood in the doorway of the house and listened to spellbound to his friend's fairy eloquence. In a few years Jefferson himself was honored with a seat in the House of Burgesses. He immediately took a leading part in opposing the tax on tea. The king's governor became angry and sent the members of the House of Burgesses home. But before they went, the bolder ones met and signed a paper which pledged the people of Virginia to buy no more goods from England. The next important event in Jefferson's life was his falling in love and his marriage to a young widow. She was beautiful in looks, winning in her manner, and rich in lands and slaves. Jefferson took his young wife to a handsome mansion which he had built on his great plantation. He called the home Monticello. Here these two Virginians, like Washington and his wife at Mount Vernon, spent many happy days. Jefferson, with his wife's estate added to his own, was a very wealthy man. Together they owned at this time nearly a hundred thousand acres of land and three hundred slaves. But stirring events took Jefferson away from the quiet life at Monticello. After his marriage he went to the meeting of the Burgesses and there with other leaders formed a committee of of correspondence. This committee wrote to the other colonies to get news of what the leaders were doing and to tell them what the men of Virginia were planning to do. Each of the other colonies appointed committees of correspondence. They kept the news going back and forth as fast as rapid horsemen could carry it. These committees had a strong influence in uniting the colonies against England. In 1775, the Burgesses chose Thomas Jefferson, Richard Henry Lee, and Benjamin Harrison as delegates to the Continental Congress in Philadelphia. In this Congress, Richard Henry Lee made a motion declaring that the 13 colonies were free and independent of Great Britain. The Congress appointed Thomas Jefferson of Virginia, John Adams of Massachusetts, Benjamin Franklin of Pennsylvania, Roger Sherman of Connecticut, and Robert R. Livingston of New York to draw up a Declaration of Independence. When these great men met to talk over the Declaration, the others urged Jefferson to do the writing, for he was able to put his thoughts on paper in plain, strong words. How important that the Declaration should be well written and should contain powerful reasons for breaking away from England and setting up an independent government. A large number of people in America were opposed to separating from England. Besides, good reasons must be given to those brave Englishmen who, like Pitt and Burke, had bitten on our defenders in Parliament. When Jefferson showed what he had written, the others liked it so well, only a few words were changed. Even after several days debating Congress, only a few more words were changed. Then it was signed by the members of the Congress and sent out for all the world to see why America was driven to fight for independence. John Hancock, the president of the Congress, was the first to sign the declaration, and he did so in large letters, saying that George III might read his name without spectacles. He also said, we must all hang together in this manner. Yes, replied Franklin, we must all hang together or we shall hang it separately. Jefferson returned to Virginia and later became governor on the resignation of Patrick Henry. After the war was over and England had taken her armies home, Congress sent Thomas Jefferson as minister to France 1785. The French people liked Jefferson very much because, like Franklin, he was very democratic and treated all men alike. The French people were just beginning to overthrow the power of their king and plan a republic. Jefferson told them how happy the Americans were since they had broken away from George III. After five years, Jefferson returned home. When his slaves heard that he was coming back to Monticella, they were sev- went several miles to greet him. When the carriage reached home, they carried him on their shoulders into the house. The slaves were happy for Jefferson, like Washington was a kind master and hoped for the day to come when slavery would be no more. Washington had just been elected the first president of the United States, 1789, and was now looking for a good man to be his advisor on questions relating to foreign nations. He chose Thomas Jefferson to do that work and gave him the office of Secretary of State. Congress disputed and debated over the best ways of paying the Revolutionary War debt and also over the question as to whether America should take sides with France in the war between the country and England. The people also disputed over these questions and formed themselves into two parties. One, the Democratic-Republican, was led by Thomas Jefferson, and the other, the Federalist Party, was led by Alexander, Alexander Hamilton. In 1800, the people elected Jefferson president. He was very popular because he was a friend of the poor, as well as of the rich people. He declared that the new national government should in every way be plain and simple, instead of showy like the governments of Europe. Presidents Washington and Adams had had fine receptions where people wore wigs, silver shoe buckles, and fine lace. When Jefferson became president, he did away with all this show and style. Jefferson also pleased the people by reducing the expenses of the government. He cut down the number of government clerks, soldiers in the army, and sailors in the navy. He spent just as little money as possible in running the government. One of Jefferson's most important acts while president was the purchase of Louisiana. Thanks to George Rogers Clark and his brave men, England had been forced to give the United States the Mississippi as our western boundary. In 1800, Napoleon, the great French general, forced Spain to give France all the region then known as Louisiana, which extended from the Mississippi to the Rocky Mountains, and from Canada to the Gulf of Mexico. Spain, a weak country, had already refused to permit American boats to use the mouth of the Mississippi. What if Napoleon should send his victorious army to Louisiana and close the Mississippi entirely? Jefferson saw the danger at once and sent James Monroe to Paris to help our minister Robert R. Livingston, one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence, buy New Orleans and a strip of land on the east side of the Mississippi River near its mouth. Napoleon was about to enter on a terrible war with England and needed money badly. He was only too glad to sell all of Louisiana for $15 million. 1803. This was more than Louisiana was told to buy, but he and Mon- this was more than Livingston was told to buy, but he and Monroe accepted his offer. If you will count the number of great states w- states which have been carved out of the Louisiana Purchase and look at the great cities and the number of towns which have grown up within old Louisiana, you will understand why great honor is given to the men who purchased this vast region. In the very next year, Jefferson sent out an expedition under the command of Meriwether Lewis and William Clark to explore this vast country of Louisiana. With white men, Indians, and boats, they made their way slowly up the Missouri, across the mountains, and down the Columbia River to the Pacific coast. The wonderful stories told by Lewis and Clark gave Americans their first real knowledge of parts of the... Louisiana Purchase and of the Oregon region. In 1904, America, with the help of all the great nations of the world, celebrated at St. Louis the buying of this region by holding the Louisiana Purchase Exposition. In 1804, Jefferson was elected president again by a greater majority than before. After serving a second term, he, like Washington, refused to be president for a third term. He retired to Monticello, where he spent his last days pleasantly and where hundreds of friends from all parts of America and Europe came to consult him. The people called him the Sage of Monticello. Jefferson lived to see the first two great states, Louisiana and Missouri, carved out of the Louisiana Purchase. He died at Monticello, July 4, 1826. On the the same day, at Quincy, Massachusetts, died his longtime friend, John Adams. Those two patriarchs, one the writer, the other the defender of the Declaration of Independence, died just half a century after it was signed.